welcome back. Drew, I missed a really good moment this morning to be your father, and I didn't get to do it. What'd you do? I locked my keys in my car. Oh, yeah. And I should have shown you how to get them out. Are people familiar with this bit that we do? I don't know, but... I, if they are, it's, it's not been a, a while bit. since it's we've talked while, about it. It's a while, but Drew, I, my job in life has been to um, reveal to Drew all the things that uh, his earthly father has not um, established within him, which is fine, because his earthly father has established some great things, but... Um, I'm just having to teach him what it means to be a young man in this world. And uh, I've taught him how to change tires, how to throw a ball, how to use a <laughs> power tool. You yourself sounds so righteous. Um, <laughs> well, I, I did not care for you spiritually like your father did. <laughs> I'm just trying to do these things. And so today I locked my keys in my car on my way here this morning. Yeah. My wife texted me. She's like, just call AAA. We don't call AAA, Drew. We call Drew. No. I get keys out of locked cars. How long did it take you? Too long. But I will say, I would say it'd be the measurable amount of time if I were to call AAA, them come, let me in, and get out. I was a solid 45 minutes pushing an hour to get them out. But... Yeah, that's, I don't know. Also, How long would it have taken AAA? I mean, it take them 20 minutes to get there and 20 minutes to leave. It take them 20 minutes to get them out. Because they do the same thing I do. They just have yeah. better tools. That, so but they like, also have to get there, and you're already there. Yeah, I'm already there. So Save I, 20 minutes there. Yeah, save 20 minutes there and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think I think it would have been about the same. I think it would have been. I mean, I might have been. Because I was, hear, I was hearing you say this earlier, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything because every time I say something in these types of conversations, it's wrong and I look foolish. <laughs> yeah. But I was going, it took him 40 minutes, and I was like, I don't know that it would have been much now, faster with AAA. It, yeah, it wouldn't have been Now, it would have been faster. easier for Way you. easier. And I could have sat and, like, typed that out for you so you wouldn't have to have done that. Um, but... I could have done other things, but I did have to like fashion the tools because I don't own the tools. I had to make the tools to get into them, which they would have come with them. Yeah. And so, you know, all those things happen for me to be able to do it. So, and I missed a very important call today. Sorry, Lane, for that. I hope you forgive me. By the time this comes out, we will know if you've forgiven me or not. And so, because uh, I must have a call later with him today. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting day. Well, and I did think about halfway through, I thought, I wish Drew was here so I could teach him. How to, how to do this because you wouldn't even know where to start on how to get your keys out i'd of file it. a complaint with honda probably <laughs> like, hey listen i left my keys in my car what are you gonna do about it and you'd wait a few why weeks. would you let this happen why would you let this can i please get i'm pretty touch? sure it wouldn't happen because of your fancy car i'm pretty sure you can't lock your keys in your car i think it might have my thumbprint or maybe yeah, the no. microchip no i just think whatever. it knows when the keys are in the car and it won't let you lock it with it that way i don't think yeah probably, probably let's true. test it out i have you're right it won't, it won't lock? Yeah, I have made it very easy to steal that car a few times. Yeah, because you've left your keys in it. Yeah, because I used to have to it. pull the key out. Mm -hmm. And so that was always like, well, I have my keys with me because I just pulled them out. Now you push a button mm -hmm. and I don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so they're always just sitting in your cup holder sitting, or something. Yeah. And you can't. And then I get back and I'm, yeah. well, I'll be in the middle of doing something and be like, really hope my keys are in my car right now. <laughs> and they are, and it's not locked. Yeah. Which is a flaw in the system of you can't lock your keys in your car. It also means when people get in your car, they can drive away they with it. They just push a button and <laughs> <they> go. go. <laughs> this is something I would complain to Honda about as well. All right, let's go. Let's we don't have in. time. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do I it. I apologize. 
This is my I fault. Was I, us. I was late this morning. We took a little longer lunch. I got a meeting to go to, which I scheduled a little too soon. But okay. we're going to knock this it out. It's going to be a quickie. Here we go. Let's just be honest with the people here. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of activity. In which, Vancouver. which, you know, we, we can either say, mm-hmm. yeah. hey, they didn't like it. Yeah, the sermon wasn't good. Nobody paid attention. Or, or it was so good. They didn't have any, have any questions. questions. And I, I do like to lean on the ladder. For yeah. Sure. This is a glass all the way full. Yeah. And it was a, it was a simple, not easy message. So it was not a hard to understand message. So. I'm going with that route. I loved it as well. It was a good message. It was a good day. It was a good vision. Good vision Sunday. Not a lot of activity online, so we're going to answer a few questions, but that's okay. And um, but yeah, it was a good day. It was good vision Sunday, and we talked about the harvest. Had a baptism. We had two baptisms. Two baptisms. Spontaneous, and uh, it was just a wonderful day. We got to see a new kid space. We got all kinds of, and it was it was a rowdy, crowdy day. That was a good day. Mm-hmm. That was a good day. So this episode, 25, yep. which feels like a significant number, but I couldn't figure out what to call yep. it. How old are you? I'm 24. Ooh, that's why. It's because it surpassed your age. It, yeah. Yep. Now we just, once we pass you. Ooh, girl. In like a year and a half or so. Oh my gosh. That thing's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how my age works. I mean, unless I we know. start doing these every once a month. Here we go. All right, let's go. We're hopping in. You didn't even do Welcome Back. I did at the top. Did we? Yeah, I did. I guarantee you. I'll do it again. No, don't do it again. I'll do it again. Kay- no, 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 no. Don't okay. do it again. But Casey, will you just replay it now to show me that he did it? All right. Welcome back to Continued Conversations. That last screen Here either said, there was no intro, or, or you went, welcome back. Wow. Somebody won. I wonder who it was. I don't know. We'll it was find me. Out later. Okay. Here we go. Question one. We've got to do this because you have a meeting to get You're to. You're good. I'm gonna, we're going to make it happen. Okay. How can we move from seeing the harvest to reaping the harvest in our lives and communities? Yeah, so I didn't give a lot of background, but we talked about how the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So how can we go move from seeing the harvest to reaping the harvest? Because the first thing that we said, what does God want us to do, is to open our eyes to the harvest. And I think seeing the harvest will... Um, be an invitation to reap the harvest. So I don't, I don't, I think when you start to see things properly, we begin to react accordingly to what we see. And so when we see the harvest, which God, Jesus is talking about people, like he's looking at people, he's looking at struggles, he's looking at, like when we talk about the harvest, when we're talking about Jesus, he's not talking about provisions in your life, he's talking about for the kingdom of God. What are we reaping for the kingdom of God? And so how do we, when we perceive the harvest, then we will then begin to reap the harvest, which will make us then receive the things of the harvest. And so I think the answer to that is that when we see them, we will begin to respond accordingly. The reason people, the workers are few currently, I do believe is mainly because they don't see the harvest. Mm. Uh, so I think that is just, I mean, I don't think there's a way, there is a way to move from it. And that would have been, we said, to move from consumers to contributors. But I think that happens when you see things the way God sees them. When you start seeing people in their troubles, in their hardships, and realize that you have the good news and the power of Jesus and the kingdom tools to help those situations, I think it would, um, the type of people that see the harvest are the type of people that will begin to work the harvest. So. Mm-hmm. 
I think opening your eyes to the harvest is be key. I mean, that's the the story we gave was Jesus with the woman of the well. Like the disciples came back from Samaria with nobody in tow. Like they went into Samaria and came back with just food. When the woman from the well went into Samaria, she came back with people from the town to meet Jesus. And so she looked at Samaria as the harvest was plentiful. They did not see the harvest when they walked. And I think we will change the way we walk when we see people. We'll start seeing them instead of, uh, you know, adversaries or people that have hurt us or enemies. We see them as people who need to know the goodness and the love of Jesus. And then we'll begin to respond. So uh, the short answer is, I think opening your eyes to the harvest will then trigger the proper response to reaping the harvest. Good. All right, question two. This is going to be a fun one. Fun one. We actually have a couple fun ones. Okay. We only have two more, but they're both fun ones. Okay, fun ones. Here we go. Can you give some insight into how to move from a consumer to a contributor without burning yourself out? Ooh, without burning yourself out. Uh, Well, it depends... I think you have to be filled with the spirit uh, to be to walk with the spirit, filled with the spirit to be led by the spirit. And so, when we do things out of our efforts, that's where burnout comes to. I think that um, Jesus says, "I have a, a well that never runs dry." Um, you can't be burnt out if your cup never runs mm-hmm. dry. Does that make sense? And so. Um, we need to make sure we're operating out of the things of the spirit. We're staying in step with the spirit. And in those things, you have a spirit that's a comforter or a spirit. So, so that, so, but the spirit's going to tell you to work, but also the spirit's going to tell you to rest, right? He, he, he's going to be that one that does that as well. So mine would be, um, consumption isn't a bad thing if it is to fuel the next things that make sense. Mm. Like I'm not saying not to consume. I'm saying that our mindset as believers needs to move from how can I receive a blessing to how can I be a blessing? Yeah. And it needs to move from, um, I go to church to get instead of I go to church to give. And we've all seen when, like I think about it all the time, me and my family run a nonprofit and do multiple missions things. And when we're, whenever we're out of a season of manual labor or missions, it's hard to start back because it sounds tiring, but when you're in the middle of it and you're doing it, there's so much fulfillment and right. you're not tired from yeah. it. Like, um, and then I would say on a practical sense, learn the habit of Sabbaths. Um, the Sabbath is for us, not mm-hmm. for God, right? It, like, like the Sabbath is for us to rest prior to work. And we, we, we're going to talk about that in this next series. We're doing the patterns of Jesus and we're going to talk about rest and renewal for a week and what that looks like. Because what we don't do, we often don't rest. We crash. Crash <laughs> is the result of burnout. It's yeah. working till you can't work anymore. Rest is the precursor to work. Rest is in preparation for what's ahead. So in a practical way, I would say if you want to move from consumers to contributors, but at the same time, you don't want to lead to burnout, learn a pattern of rest prior to the work you have ahead of you. Yeah. We all know, right? Like, like I, we know what's coming up ahead of us. Very rarely do we wake up and go, oh my gosh, I got more work than I thought about. Usually we knew today was going to be a crazy day. So right. how can we prepare for that ahead of time? Yeah, that's good. Okay, last one. Last one. Here we go. We just finished a series titled In the Waiting, which was our Advent series. Yep. Now 
now was uh, Sunday. Sunday, the harvest. Yeah, we were talking about reaping the harvest. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the balance between patience and desiring results? Yeah. Again, we think about the harvest incorrectly. We're thinking about the harvest as some type of earthly concept, right? Like the harvest at its core is people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how can we be patient in our waiting and also reaping the harvest? Um, Matthew eleven twenty eight in the paraphrasing, Eugene Peterson paraphrasing, um, says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, and I'll show you how to take a real rest. And then the next verse, he says, work with me, walk with me. And it's like, wait a second, I thought we were resting. Mm-hmm. But it's because, and then he goes on to say things like, you know, I'll never put a burden too heavy on you. Like, right, right. And he says, I'm going to show you the rhythms of my grace. It's one of my favorite uh, passages in the message paraphrasing. And so we think of of the harvest as something we do on our own. No, it's a co-laboring situation. And I will let you know co-laboring with Christ is more restful than laboring on your own efforts. Mm. And so staying in step, waiting on God, um, isn't as burdensome as we think it would be. Um, but instead, we take refuge in his wing. He's our strength yeah. when we are weak. He is the lifter of the lowly. And all that can only be done while waiting and being patient with God. I mean, it still reminds me of that Exodus 14 where, you know, Moses says, be still and God will fight for you. And he says that to the Israelites coming out of Egypt. And then the next verse, verse 15, God says, why are you still sitting here praying, move forward? Well, that's still waiting in the moment, but also actively expectant of something you should do with God, not apart from God. I do think the church has been, we were taught this in youth groups, and it's this idea that we come to God, we fill up, we go to the world. Yeah. We pour out. We come to God, we fill up, we go to the world and pour out. And that was the best solution a consumer-minded church could be. You can come here and consume because when you go in the world, it's going to drain you. Right. That's what we've been taught. I've been drained. I need to get back to God. But then, like, we just got to learn that it's a, it's, a, it's a rhythm with God. We walk through life with God. So we are waiting with God. We are patient in the waiting. We are being um, dependent on Him in all seasons. But that's so that we're not just being depleted in this world. It's so we can tap into a well that doesn't run dry, and we can walk with Him and realize that if He's for us, nothing can be against us, that He'll never put too, something too burdensome or heavy on us, right? All these scriptures remind Remind us that with God, the efforts is far less tiring than apart from God on our own efforts. And so the harvest being plentiful as co-laborers in the field, um, God's going to do the work, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. We're just going to be obedient. He's going to determine that outcome. We're just going to open our eyes and let it change how we respond to people and to God in all seasons. Yeah. That's good. Hope y'all are as fired up as I am. Boom, boom, boom. I'm real fired up. Oh, Where no. are we headed, Ben? Uh, I'm heading to a meeting. Okay. No. We'll find no, out no, on no, Sunday. No. So this Sunday, I'm not there. Yeah, you should get this. This should be posted before Sunday. Uh, I am actually on sabbatical. 
I am spending a few days away with my wife celebrating her birthday. Happy birthday, Cassidy. Happy birthday. Uh, and we're going down to one of our overseers, Sean Kennedy's church. Happy birthday, uh, Sean. It's not his birthday. Um, and uh, staying at his uh, an apartment down there for a few days. I'll be at his church on Sunday. Excited about that. And then we'll head back up here. Um, ben Birdsong will be here teaching that Sunday that we're gone. Um, the right doctor, Ben Birdsong. Yes. And um, I'll be back in the next week where we start a series called The Patterns of Jesus. Ooh. And it's going to be fun. And so we'll talk about things like fasting and praying, rest and renewal, trust and simplicity, mm-hmm. um, serving all and loving all. These are all patterns that Jesus had that were what produced the product of what Jesus produced. And so how can we establish them in our lives? It's going to be gold. It's going to be good. We can't wait. We also got some other great, exciting sermon series this um, year like one our Pentecost series mm-hmm. is is um, hit me with it. I think it's called Echoes of a Ghost. I think is what oh, it's called. Like oh name. man, we're gonna get that's like yeah, 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 dude. We got some. We got another one called Wolves. Wolves. We're going through the Book of Jude. Ooh, sure. yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's got we got a good year. We're going through. What are we going through this year? We got lots of things we're going. We got through. a lot of stuff. You're gonna want to be there. I'll see you on Sunday. And if not, yeah. I'll see you on... Nope, nope, uh, nope. N- that's no. it. We'll, no, no. See, you on we'll Sunday. see you on Sunday. Yeah. All right, All right bye. Bye. Talking about burnout. Yeah, we're talking about burnout. Let's do burnout. I want to do that. So I'm going to say... Um, Is this like a personal question that we're just kind of talking no, on air about? No. That's what all burnout people say. I'm good, bro. I am actually mm-hmm. fired up right now. That's That's the precursor to burning up. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you know what else? What's when that? you're fired up, you're not thinking about the burnout. Exactly. I'd say the, the, the precursor to most burn up, burnout is people who are fired up. Yeah, so. Clip that quick. Let's quick. use this in like three months. Use this clip in like <laughs> right? three. Yeah, revert when back when, go, when Drew's in rehab somewhere. Welcome back. <laughs> like, remember the time you were on fire? I'll wait for you to finish your important text message. You know this is not a text. I think it's a text. Casey, while we're waiting on that, how are you? I hope she's great. I hope she's I hug, fired up. I hugged y'all's neck on Sunday. It was so good seeing you. Thankful for you. More than you know. And it's Drew's responsibility to get this to you. Drew, you could have been doing this while we were listening to Dave Matthews, bro. I didn't have it on here. Why are you not sharing that note with your iPad? Because this is your iPad. Drew, why are you using my iPad? Because mine's dead. Let's talk about Epstein right quick. You want to do that? Yeah, let's talk about that. That should go well for us. Yeah, true. You type like my grandmother did. Well, this is an iPad. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go watch some TikToks while we wait. Sorry for everybody. I'm disappointed because I am (laughs) done.